0: So we are now discussing chapter 3, Karma Yoga, Yoga of Action. We have seen so far that Bhagawan says, Sa yagnaha prajaha srustva, pura uvacha prajapati, anena prasivishyadvam esabaha twastikamadhog. In the beginning, when the prajapati created beings praja, he also created yagna. So, we are right now concerned about Praja. Praja means human beings. So, the lord of Praja is Prajapati. The one who propagates progeny is Prajapati. So, from that perspective, all parents are Prajapati. So, we are Prajapati for our Praja, for our children. So, what we do for our children is not that we have given them life or created their existence, but we also have to create sustenance for them. So what we do is we give them education and then say this education will be your milchka. cow. Use this education to get whatever you want. Prajapati is mentioned in Hiranyagarbha Sukta in Rigveda. So the Rig Veda says that previously there was nothing but Hiranyagarbha. So Hiranyagarbha is something like the condition before the Big Bang. All the potentiality, but no reality. So there is a singularity or the potentiality, but no reality. So that Hiranyagarbha, then, out of its own potential, its own creative urge, creates a mind. This is also mentioned in Brahadaranyaka Upanishad and Chandogya Upanishad. Brahadaranyaka Upanishad describes the Hiranyagarbha thus. He says, first there was nothing but... Death and hunger. So death means nothingness. There is nothing. There is nothing to devour, nothing to enjoy by senses, because there are no senses. There is nothing. And then he creates mind out of his creative force. And then with that mind, he creates water. And then he waters, creates fire. And then whatever is in the water solidifies and becomes earth. So basically the creation is explained from the beginning when there was no creation, from the no creation to creation. And then a being is born in that. And that's it. That being said, that, let this body of mind be fit for a sacrifice. And he entered it. So that the creation of a prajapati. In our modern day scriptures, we say Brahma is the prajapati. Brahma is the creator, is the prajapati. But here prajapati is very defined as the Pati of Praja, the beings. See, in our Puranas, we also have Daksha Prajapati. Shiva is Pashupati. He is Lord of all beings. Daksha, his father-in-law, was a Prajapati. So there, there are several versions of this word Prajapati. But basically, here in this case, it means the primordial being from which the Praja came. And then obviously, that being was also concerned how this Praja will prosper. For any family man, his goal is to expand his family. So it actually says, Anena prasi may you propagate your progeny through this. May you multiply with this. We also can take it as, may you grow with this. And then he said that this yajna which I have created is your milchka. The sacrifice that which I have created is the giver of all that you desire all that you need. That's what Bhagawan started in saying, sacrifice was created, the spirit of sacrifice was created at the same time the praja was created. The praja can only sustain itself by sacrifice. That's basically was the intention of that verse. And it almost seems like that the whole idea comes from the Upanishad. The same idea is also in Kathopanishad. So basically, there is a being who is the first created being. But this will be similar to the Christian theory of Adam being the first man. It says that, anena asah vaha For you, this will be your milchka. The sacrifice, the spirit of sacrifice will be all that you need. And then from that, you can get anything that you want. Brethren, and the also says that Prajapati has two types of sons. The one are the Devas and the other is the Asuras. Now, even if we don't get into our Pauranic and Vedic theories of our Devas and Asuras, at our micro level, the Devas are our senses. And if I take care of my senses, my senses will take care of me. If I take care of my eyes, I will take care of my, my world of seeing. If I take care of my ears, my ears will take care of my world, of my sound. My world will be taken care of if I take care of my senses. So he said that you nourish the devas and devas will nourish you. At a global level or universal we you can say devas are the phenomenal forces, the nature. If I cherish nature, nature will cherish me. And probably it was difficult to understand this concept 100 years ago. But in today's time with the global warming, and all the concern about climate change, we can understand that if we as human beings don't take care of the climate, the environment, the envir- environment will not be able to support us as a species on this planet. The Bhagavan said that you nourish devas and devas will nourish you. And with that cooperative relationship, thou shall prosper. Yagna sista asinaha santaha The good people, the righteous one, they eat the remnants of the Yajna. And by eating the remnants of the Yajna, they are freed from all sins. So as we have seen that the idea is not to just take whatever is left over from Yajna, but the product, the profit which we make out of our cooperative endeavor. That if I share only portion which comes rightfully to me, then I don't have a guilty feeling. If I run a company, there's a profit. And if I don't become so greedy that nobody else gets, everybody suffers, but I get the lion's share. But once said, then you're a thief. As we have seen earlier, if you get the lion's share of what comes out of the collective activity, everybody has put their sacrifice in it. They put their efforts in it. What came out of that activity, if I take away the lion's share, then I'm a thief. But if I take what is rightfully mine, what comes to me as prasad from that activity, there will not be any guilt feeling. I have done my part, what I take from this community, I give it back. I live in Henrico County, I use their services, I pay my taxes. You have no guilt feeling. If you are not paying your taxes, you will have guilt feeling. The good people who eat the remnants of yajna, the rightful portion which comes to them as prasad of the yajna, they are freed from all sin. They have no guilt. They have no bondage of actions. As we have seen, the actions have this chain reaction, cause and effect. They will not be binding to those who work in the spirit of yagna and only take what is rightfully theirs at the end of that endeavor. Bhunjate te pāpā, e pachanti ātma Same idea is now described as, but one who is only acting for himself, that he wants his action to benefit him alone. That one who is cooking for himself, pachanti, one who digest. In other words, one who only works for himself, and he does not want anyone else to get benefit of his actions, he is pachanti ātma kāranāt. Bhunjate te pāpā. Such a person is eating sins. In other words, he will have guilty feeling. No matter how much you avoid, let other people know what you are doing. But your mind will constantly tell you that what you are doing is very selfish. That you are not taking care of anyone. If all people around me are suffering and I am enjoying just the comforts which are available to me, then I am basically... Living in guilt. So the Dham Papa, those who are only acting for themselves and not thinking about the rest of the community, the universe, where I'm part of it because we are not island by ourselves in this universe. I exist because universe exists and we are all connected with each other. Now that idea is now in the next two verses are very clearly demonstrated by Bhagawan that there is no separate existence for anything in this world. Everything is connected with each other. Everything <coughs> is dependent for its own existence on something else. He starts with us, the beings. The, these are two very famous verses. He said, Annad bhavati bhutani. This is the most obvious thing Bhagwan can state. That's something you and I can vouch for. That my body is made up of nothing but food. So, the beings are nothing but modification of food. Any being, any entity, which is an animate entity you can think of, is nothing but modification of food when it comes to the gross expression of that being. So, annad bhavati bhutani. The beings are created from food. The food supports the existence of being. Very obvious to all of us, no really argument here. And this food is only possible because of rains. Rains create food. Swami used to remind us that even people who are non-vegetarian, who are eating meat, the meat also comes from nothing but the food eaten, the vegetables or whatever grows out of ground by those animals. So They used to say there they are two steps removed vegetarians. Bhagwan said that, that food is only possible because of rains coming down and therefore we are afraid of drought. If there is a drought, there will be famine, there won't be anything to eat and then people will eventually die. All beings will die because there is no food. Food is the basic ingredient which makes people in existence. Yagnat Bhavati, Parjanyaha and rains are possible because of collective actions. Now, obviously, this concept was difficult, as I said, for people probably who did not have this climate change. But now we can understand that rains, the climate which is supporting this cycle, eco-cycle, is basically dependent on the overall actions of all beings on this planet and elsewhere probably. Also, in our Vedic tradition, there is no rain. They will do some kind of yagna to invoke the rain gods. Swami even mentioned that even today people have experimented. But even if we keep that aside, our actions will keep this natural balance in the environment so that the production of food becomes regular and our existence becomes possible. Yagnaha karma sammud bhavaha. So the yagna, the cooperative actions of all beings in harmony with nature will create rains but this cooperative action is possible because of individual actions, karma samudbhavam. That obviously we understand. Unless each one of us do our part, there won't be a cooperative action. There won't be yagna. There is no communal projects. So when you do communal project, the unit is an individual action. Karma brahma udbhavam. Now this is where I think it's slightly complicated because various translators are translated very differently. At least this Bhagavad Gita says, this Brahma is Brahma, the creator. The karma is possible because Brahma has created this universe. The other translation I have seen which says, Veda. Karma is possible because of Veda. In other words, Veda instructs you how to act in this world. So we can go back to that ritualism. Veda says what karma can to perform. And you are now performing karma according to that karmakan and therefore this yajna is possible. That's one definition. Or you can also look at it as this universe which is considered as the brahma's creation that makes the individual action possible. Without that there is no individual action. So it's a like karma brahma utbhavam. with the know that brahma aksara samudbhavam, and that veda or that brahma is possible because of that imperishable brahman. That imperishable self, that uncaused cause of all things, that imperishable Brahman, is the root, substratum for all that is happening. Tasmāt sarvagatam Brahman nityam Therefore, that all-pervading self is always present in any action, in any yagna. Without that all-pervading self. None of this was possible. All that cycle which we have described is not possible. Therefore, he is the support of all this activity. This chakra, this cycle in nature, which is described, we can call it as natural cycle, eco cycle, whatever, but we see that in nature, things work in cycle. And unless all parts of the cycle performing properly, the cycle gets disturbed and, and out of balance. So the last verse which we take today says, evam pravartitam chakra. This cycle is thus revolving, set in motion by the creator himself, Prajapati or Ishwara. So Hiranyagarbha, which we have talked about, is equivalent to Ishwara. Now Ishwara, as we have discussed before, is Brahman, pure consciousness with the power of Maya, is Ishwara. When he, with his creative urge, creates, he becomes Ishwara. This cycle is set in motion by the creator himself. Na vartayati iha yaha One who does not follow that cycle. One who is not following the discipline of acting his part. In that cycle, aghayuhu indriyaramaha mogham parthasa jivati such a person is living in sin. Indriya Ramaha is engaged in nothing but sense pleasures only. He is not concerned about his own well-being or the well-being of the society or well-being of all his family or well-being of his community or in the end, the cosmic cycle or the nature, the environment. If such a person is living in sin and Mogham Partha Sajivati, He is wasting his life. In other words, this precious life which is given to him after the eons of evolution that he has become a Praja, a human being that is now wasted. There was a one question last time going to asked, he said, why we are always given this example of inanimate objects such as sun and moon? and say, follow there, because they don't have a choice. Sun is shining without any, any discrimination, but sun really doesn't have any choice, as we know now as people of science, or the rain or a tree or the examples given by Mahatmas really doesn't make much sense to me, because I am the person who has free will. I choose whether this is right or wrong. Sun and moon do not have much choice. They do what they are supposed to be doing as they are created. It is my theory that these examples are given because they are no different part of this universe as we animate beings are. So if we are part of the same universe which came out of this big bang and this continued to expand and the life was created, we became who we are. We actually have a larger sense to participate in this will than inanimate objects which are involuntarily participating. So the sages are pointing out that the rest of the universe is in harmony with each other. You don't become the one who is a disruptor because you have free will. Do not misuse your free will. Be a good citizen of this universe. We'll stop right here. If you find this podcast helpful, please support it by donating any amount by going to the episodes website at Neil, but or at chinmayarichmond Richmond.org Thank you. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukina Sarve Santu niramaya Sarve Bhadrani Pasyantu Kaschid Duk. Bhāgbhavet Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Gurbhyo Namaha Hari Om